episode 10 Woo-hoo. double digits how are you feeling good I'm, I'm excited we've made it to 10 we did it yay yeah <laughs> 10 down what's the next big milestone 50 i guess 50 jesus 50 100 yeah wow i don't know Who there's knows? some podcasts out there that are what's joe rogan up to 1500 or something like jesus that. christ yeah and they're all three hours that's intense so if we ever get to 1500 <laughs> i doubt but uh, you never know hell okay let me calculate that if we do one a week let's say 50 a year um so 1500 would have to be 30 years i think yes because 15 years would be um sounds like a good plan 30 years yeah well how old would we be i'd be 56 same could- still an age that you could be doing podcasts (laughs) would podcasts still be a thing true it'd be some ai like brain we'll be a hologram that could be cool yeah it could be the first hologram podcast we could be on mars doing a podcast probably not talking about (laughs) dating on mars why women are from venus and men are from mars yes and it would quite literally be from Mars. yes let's do it get us there all right well uh for our 10th episode I wanted to start by talking about a topic that is obviously very relevant to me, which is, uh, well, I don't like the term sexist jokes, but jokes about women or men Mm -hmm. that are often uh, uh, articulated by, say, a male comedian would do jokes about women and vice versa. And very briefly, my thoughts on the matter are that I think comedians should just be free to say what they want. Obviously, I have a lot of skin in the game and I'm very biased. Mm. Um, that means some jokes that could even be quite inappropriate and offensive, which is very subjective. But uh, I, everyone has a line. That line is very different. It's very hard to sort of define the subjective line where mm. a joke is inappropriate. Uh, a lot of my uh, favorite comedians and the the guys I look up to have great bits on on women and sort of unpacking uh, male female psychology in a very funny and interesting perspective in an interesting way and i admire them a lot for that Mm. and then there are a lot of female comedians now that are doing some some great jokes about men now the thing with that is there's this there's this huge criticism that that is leveled at female comedians which is oh you just talk about men and their dicks or whatever now that's not yeah it's not funny to me say per se when I don't know, a, a, a prominent female comedian is like, hey, you know when you're blowing a guy? Because obviously I don't, yeah. I've never done that yet. <laughs> never say never. Um, probably won't. <laughs> Depends how bad this uh, pandemic gets. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Uh, well, because it's not relatable to me. Yeah. So I can't laugh at that because I haven't had that experience. But as a comedian, I can sort of deconstruct the joke and say, yeah, I like that punchline. I like the way she used the words to get to that punchline the pause mm. that she so i'm i'm looking at it from from a um from a craftsman perspective right <laughs> yeah so that's where I'd, yeah. I'd, i can i can still say okay that was a bad blowjob joke but that was a good blowjob joke yeah so i would first of all straight off the bat criticize the guys who say stuff like that because then a lot of the male comedians what we talk about as well is like you know i was banging this girl or whatever mm. and like mm. um you know when you're when you're fucking her and this happens and that happens, whatever. Mm. Um, where, first of all, uh, where, do you think there is a line when it comes to these sorts of jokes? Mm. Um, because there's often a an argument that 
sexist jokes are just a symptom of a greater societal disrespect towards women mm-hmm. and and normalizing that disrespect normalizes other disrespectful and and very malicious acts such as sexual violence and harassment now i really don't tend to agree with that Mm. uh i would actually almost argue the opposite Mm. if we as a society are able to laugh at the most extreme sex like a rape joke for example when people are laughing at something like that there's a tacit understanding that oh this is so absurd this is inappropriate that's why we're laughing at it and i would argue that if rape was so normalized and so pervasive and just something that men did and and society didn't care about no one would laugh at the joke right mm. because it would be like i'm my punchline was you know i was walking i was going to the supermarket and then i put my uh, fruit on the checkout counter well there's no joke because that's what happens yeah so the joke itself is that you're saying something that isn't meant to happen right mm. so i don't think those sorts of jokes are necessarily great jokes but i would make that point about I think when we are laughing at them, we're sort of making a judgment that this is absurd and this is so ridiculous that the only option is Mm. to laugh. Now, I think there's a lot of nuance to a conversation like that. Um, Before I get into it, I performed a joke a few nights ago that uh, got a mixed reaction and I want to talk to you about that. But first, uh, what's your opinion on on um jokes about women or jokes about men yeah and is there a is there a line are they uh appropriate even extreme ones Mm. and then if they are inappropriate if there is that line then what do you do about that because then Mm. do you actually enact laws which i think is a really slippery slope or is it just this kind of what is happening today which is social media shaming mm. which when you think about it people complain about cancel culture a lot and i don't i don't like it but mm. it's not as pernicious as i think some people are led to believe because really it's actually people just um indulging in free speech right yeah they're kind of coming together and saying this was an inappropriate but anyway i've said a lot so let me get your uh two cents on on everything i've said so far i'm kind of i'm kind of split down the middle on this one because you know i have definitely made even those jokes myself where i'd be like oh men yeah. oh women yeah that's probably the maximum i go to but um <laughs> <laughs> and that's not very far then you're fine <laughs> i don't think anyone's calling you out for that but uh well <laughs> i have been called out but oh, for going oh men. <laughs> i was telling you before we won't go into that though but you know i do think that um it is it is a really tricky one and i I probably should have done more research on this because I don't actually watch that much comedy. Don't hate me. But I haven't seen too many of these jokes. Okay, no, I hate you now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. It's, <laughs> no. The podcast is over. It's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cancelling you. <laughs> but, you know, so part of me thinks it's um, – I did put something on my Instagram that I'm sure you saw and it was about – see that, yeah. A sexist jokes about women, okay, and 70% of people said – yes, they're okay. And 30% of people said, no, it's never okay. And that was a mix of men and women saying, no, it's never okay. Okay. And then I said, a sexist jokes about men. Okay. And almost everyone said, yeah, they're okay. (laughs) So, yeah. um, And then that was interesting. And then I said, 
uh, tell me your thoughts on that. And people were saying, one um, person in particular told me that when you're making a joke about, when women are making jokes about men, we're shooting okay. up the ladder. Uh, yeah, whereas uh, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. men are, are, are t- talking about, you know, we as women face much more um, adversity as it is. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a lesser group and that's why it's it's inappropriate and not okay and that it's it's normalizing it. So then I went and did some research on whether or not sexist jokes do actually normalize, mm-hmm. um, you know, inappropriate behavior. And what these studies were finding was that if if you're a man and you, let's say um, you, you're not violent to women, mm-hmm. well, you're not, <laughs> let's not, we don't have to say let's say, you're not violent to women. Um, no. And so when you hear a joke about hitting a woman, it's not going to change that for you. But- the studies were showing that if you are a man yeah, okay. that is violent to women, hearing these jokes about violence to women validates that further for you. And that's when it can become a really inappropriate mm. and, sure. and risky game. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. If you already have uh, ideals and values that dehumanize women in that way mm. and you're hearing that joke. Well, I, I, would you even find that funny then? Because I'm going back to my last point about if, if you think it's okay to hit women, would you even then laugh at a joke about hitting women because you'd think, well, what's funny about that? Yeah. But let's say that these there's a p- portion of men that do have dehumanizing ideas about women and then they're hearing these mm. jokes and that's reinforcing those ideas. Mm. Why then is is it the comedian's responsibility to be beholden to people who would who are who are misrepresenting and and taking their message the wrong way, mm. um, then you tread down a really messy path about how much responsibility is on the comedian or any artist mm. if they want to if they want to be ironic if mm. they want to put in double entendres you know have yeah. layers to their art. Mm. I mean, look at rappers, the sort of stuff yeah. they're saying in film. Mm. Uh, if if you're portraying a rape in film. Does that then play into the men who think rape is okay? Yeah, you know, so triggers where, people. Where still. is that? That yeah. to me is it's very unfortunate. I I, I totally understand uh, the concerns there, but maybe this is me being selfish. But I don't I don't want to I don't want to dilute my comedy because some people might take it the wrong way. And I'm yep. not talking just then about sexist jokes. Mm. I get that yeah, every bloody day oh this is this is racist this is mm. whatever homophobic and i'm like no look i can't be held responsible for the way people interpret mm. my comedy and my art and i don't think that's a fair responsibility to put on comedians yeah now i i i am in two minds to a certain degree because i totally do understand that and I can fathom that there is probably maybe there should be some level of responsibility, but I think there is a unfortunately there's always going to be a bit of a gray area. Something has to either you give artists and comedians true, pure artistic freedom, mm. or you say no, you are responsible for uh, helping shape uh, social values to a to the ideal level that we want to see in society. Mm. And then that is then hindering their true artistic freedom. What about though the words, you know, when we were growing up, we would always say that's gay. 
Sure. And that's kind of a dying thing. No one says yeah. that's gay. People say that's lame or that's shit now. Yeah. Or we used to say, oh, he's retarded. Mm-hmm. We can't say that now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe that's that's kind of the next wave of you know, these sexist jokes that people are like, it's not appropriate. It shouldn't be a thing. But then, you know, you make a really good point that the point of comedy is not to be politically correct or diplomatic. That's yeah. It's it's not that at all. Yeah. And I don't have a pro- people comedians can't be. When I'm saying comedians should be should have uh, absolute artistic freedom, does not absolve them of criticism yeah. whatsoever. You you have every right to tweet at a comedian, to message them, to say that joke was inappropriate, that joke was sexist, and comedians then can't go and have a cry all the time, which is what, what we tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if uh, if new social tabo- taboos emerge. That's perfectly fine. I don't mm. think it's that edgy to just say something because it's inappropriate. Mm. It's edgy when you're maybe using those words to make a greater point about people who use those words or if you're depicting a character who uses those words. And at the same time, artists and comedians, we're, look, we're, we're human. We're going we're gonna to get things wrong. Yeah. We're going to make mistakes. And if you have a huge platform, if I, have, if I make a video and I think, yeah, this is funny, it pushes the line right to the that right extent and then... And then I put it out there and then and then girls might be saying, oh, this was really degrading, this was sexist. Well, I didn't always, I'm not intending to, to get that response. Uh, so I have like this um, Aussie rap character called nk one Now, if I'm portraying an authentic Aussie rap character, not only am I portraying, I'm, it's mm. a satirical portrayal, so I'm yes. exaggerating it. Yeah. And a prominent theme in in those uh that style of music is like yeah got all these bitches all these yeah. hoes etc so yeah. not only am i going to portray that i got to exaggerate that yes. to make it funny yeah and i'm creating a character that people can laugh at yes so i made a song called drowning in mud which it's like but the point of it was to say this is how ridiculous you look yes. when you're constantly bragging and having have this bravado about all these girls you sleep with yes and there were very explicit lyrics in there yeah now, I can't be held responsible if there is a, a man out there who's had poor education or is just a really bad man that says, ha, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. there's no irony here. That's just how we should treat women. Yeah. Again, I feel I, I'm, I'm really sympathetic to that uh, and, and, and I feel bad about that, but I want to stay true to my vision yeah. and, and, and what I want to depict artistically. Mm. And I'm very clearly, I'm, I'm, there's nothing I'm more biased on. <laughs> so I'm going to mm. be on the side of no, like comedians should absolutely have pure, uh, absolute freedom. Mm. Now, then the bad side of that is, and there's all these really bad jokes that people, the way I like to think of comedy is in, in a similar vein to the legal standard, which is even if nine guilty people go free, as long as one innocent person doesn't go to jail, that's more of an atrocity than mm-hmm. than nine guilty people going free. Uh, if nine racist or sexist jokes get get put out there in the public, as long as the, the one that on a, on a on a surface level might be perceived as racist or sexist, but has an underlying mm. uh, message, is subversive, mm. is ironic. As long as that doesn't get punished, then I think that that is a better service to art and to society because those. There's these comedians now that think that activism is comedy. It's just not. Okay, you can't get on stage and lecture people about, you know, uh, oh, racism is bad. Like, all right, cool, where's the joke? Like, that's not funny, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And what really is better at shaping, I think a good comedian can shape um, perspectives and minds, but you, it has to be done subvert with mm. uh, in a subversive way. You cannot do it if you're just yelling at people and telling them how to think, of course they're going to turn off. All right, But if mm. you can sort of co- portray characters mm. or have an underlying message to a joke, which, you know, you're basically using inception almost, mm. you're planting ideas into people's heads through comedy and through art, that is far more effective, first For of all. For sure. Um, so as you can see, I'm clearly like I'm passionate. very, very passionate about yeah. it. It's my career. It's my life. Like mm. I'm very passionate about this. Um, and I would be lying if I said I haven't misstepped in the past. Yeah. You know, I've done some jokes where I look back and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's not funny. But at the time I found it funny and yeah. I was young. I probably was a teenager still. Mm. Um, This is a – it's not a per- – this isn't a perfect science saying what the ap- appropriate comedy is and policing it and, mm. and, and trying to talk about what good comedy is and what bad comedy is. That's the other thing that I find – incredibly frustrating comedy seems to be the one art form that every everyone who's never even done comedy before seems to have an opinion about what good comedy is it's like yeah how would you like it if i came up to you and it was like oh i think a good therapist would do it this way <laughs> you'd be like fuck off right so but yeah everyone seems to think mm, i think a good comedian you know doesn't swear or doesn't do this yeah. it's like Who the f- okay show me the fucking comedy you've done like you know <laughs> That's true. I'm very, pa- I'm very, I'm very passionate. I'm sure I'm triggered, right? I'm, like I'm, very- I'm interested. What, what's your response on, um, on your? Do you, wait, you do Karen videos, don't you? Yeah, a bit of them. Yeah, yeah do, I've because now, but oh, I changed it to Margaret. Oh, right. Because like Karen's just such a meme. So I, uh, my Karen was a bit older, a sort of seventy-year-old. Oh yeah. So I changed her to Margaret. She's a bit more <laughs> sophisticated. <laughs> She's angry, but she's slightly more sophisticated. What's the response on that? Because I feel like people really resonate to hating Karens and things like, and, and Margaret's, I guess, right now. No, see, that's fine because yeah. then I want to get back to what you said about what that person yeah. said on your Instagram, which is that there's this idea that you're allowed to punch up in comedy. Now, my yeah. criticism of that, it, and, and so mm. me portraying a white woman because mm. I'm, I'm person of color which i hate that term but like mm, yeah it's like it's that's punching up so it's okay mm. no all right this whole punching up concept is is you're putting your sociological activist ideas into comedy and that that's not you can't just like change the definition of comedy and say good comedy is this like well, who? yeah okay they're probably not even a comedian right so no good comedy is one make people laugh yeah. obviously it's in the name Two, change, yeah, okay, now change people's perspectives, but that's not being overtly politically mm. active and, and lecturing people, right? Um, and more often than not, the greatest comedians can sort of articulate a truth that's not a big grand political or moral truth, but it's just this weird truth that is unspoken that we've never really heard before, but we all understand it. Mm. And it could be as something as simple as, Look at like Seinfeld's material in the 90s. It was very day-to-day stuff, but it's like, oh, that's so true. Like the way yeah. he can articulate yeah. and depict and illustrate ideas in that comedic way, that is good comedy. And that's what all the great comedians do. So true. the punching up thing, first of all, that's only taking a very collectivist uh, group identity lens onto who onto power dynamics, right? So in many relationships, I'm sure you wouldn't argue, the woman wears the pants, okay? 
So if if that man is is being mm. nagged every day mm. and he makes the sexist jokes, is that still punching down? I don't think so. I think in, in right. his p- personal context, uh, he's punching up in many ways. Yeah, I think that... You know, some I actually when I listen to comedy, especially when women tell these funny stories about men they're dating, I love it. I find them yeah. the best. Especially like you know, it's always end up with the man being insulted, and I think it's funny. And and sometimes when the and man's doing it about women he's dating, and he's like, oh, she was bad, shit crazy. I find those funny too. Mm-hmm. But I think in it's not so much about sexism, I guess this one, but things that I like <laughs> found myself like really triggered by in the past like I was watching a comedian once like an amateur one saying that um he was talking about transgender people and his whole argument was you know yeah you've spent nine years trying to be a woman but guess what you're never going to be a woman you're a man and like that's the the line of his joke and I just felt like if there was someone, an LGBTI kid in this crowd watching that right now statistically how many people are in the LGBTI lgbt community listening to this joke like i didn't really think it was funny and i don't think anyone did a lot of people were like oh you could feel that kind of energy change but then when like two people later he wasn't trans but this uh very um out there gay guy came up and was talking shit about straight people and that was hilarious like it was just interesting that's how i kind of felt like in that case the shooting up the chain was funny but when the man taught making comments about transgender people not being trans actually the gender they want to identify with it Mm. wasn't funny to me that sounds like it wasn't the case of the fact that it was uh punching up was what made it funny it just was sounded like there was no that just sounded like a really bad joke. Like, yeah. There's, there's no joke there. That, what's, yeah. It's just an opinion. I can't even remember. I think I like yelling. clearly suppressed it from my memory. I wish so I remembered his whole That doesn't even <laughs> sound. That just, that just, if that's the punchline, that's yeah. not even a punchline. Like yeah. that's just, just yelling yeah. like some, an opinion. Yeah. Um. So mm. that's one example where the joke that was punching up was funnier mm. than the joke that was, well, again, see this whole punching up punching down thing it only sees things through the lens of societal of groups right but in in so many individual cases the power dynamic can be very different to the overall uh societal dynamic right so in many cases there can be um you could have a you could be a white person and then there's a, a you've got a black friend and and they're being an asshole right yeah so then you know you can't say, oh, like all black people are assholes or whatever, but you're a white person making a joke about a black person there. Mm. But the power dynamic from the perspective mm. of that person is that, hey, this person's being a complete asshole, right? So I just, that whole argument, I, I, I disagree with. And, it, and what is so frustrating about it is it's, it's people who aren't even comedians that say this. Yeah. It's just people who have heard this and think that it's now a thing. Like 10 years ago, no one was saying that. Like yeah. when I started comedy, no one was saying, the, well, at least uh, I never heard it. It's just in the That's last two, three years, it's yeah. just been this thing that people who are usually more the uh, socially conscious. Calling it out. Activist types yeah. are, are just saying. And you can't just, <laughs> like if anything, they're being quite disrespectful to the art of comedy because they're coming in with this opinion about what comedy should be. Have they studied the art form? Probably not. 
Okay, like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, you're probably doing an arts degree. Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you how to do your arts degree. Don't tell me what good comedy is. It's like the most. Neil is so triggered. Thing, like, I am, <laughs> because it's that same thing of like, why are you telling someone how to do their job when you've never, yeah. you've never performed that job in your life? It's just, it's um. I really think it that kills me. the audience, <laughs> like. <laughs> passionate passionate passion is good i think the audience can forget that it's it's literally your career and it's no different to me like looking at a painting you've done and being like hey that's fucking hideous do you know like it's it's kind of the same thing but people forget that and Mm. to them they're interpreting it as i'm listening to a conversation like or things being said to me and i'm gonna call it out or whatever i i wish i had done more research into this because i want to know like about in particular rape jokes because I actually haven't heard any in comedy ever. Yeah. I mean, that, look, they're but very I, rare. Like I don't nowadays. Sorry, were you going to say? I was just going to say. I feel like if I had heard one, I wouldn't like it. I'd be like, that's mm, no. But of course, I'm not right? Sure. And, and again, like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying comedians are above criticism. My yeah. my frustration is that people who don't know anything about comedy criticizing comedians it's look they can do it but like come on take us like you know sort of understand that this is a craft and we have most good comedians have done it for a few years they've studied it they've practiced it a lot Mm. so if a comedian when a comedian is um saying certain things about my jokes i i will listen a lot more again it's not to say that no one is allowed to criticize say my comedy or or comedians in general but it just... What about then? This is interesting. Sorry, yeah. No, and and yeah. let me get to the the rape jokes thing, right? Yeah. Like I would be lying if, I have, if I've said I've never heard a rape joke that hasn't made me laugh. But there's a difference between... a Well, there's like jokes that can be about rape, mm. right? That uh, can be very funny. And the punchline isn't... And then I raped her, right? But if it's a joke where there's no irony, there's no character, and if the punchline is literally just... And then I raped her, right? It's not, mm. I don't find that funny, but I would still argue that the fact that, you know, some usually teenage boys or whatever would find that funny is because they know it's so inappropriate and a, such a disgusting act that it's laughable to think anyone would, it's that cheeky kind of teenage boy type yeah. humor right now. Yeah, I again, like, I totally sympathize with the argument that, like, then does that make them more likely to uh, adopt disrespectful ideas about women? Hmm. I mean, look, I'd be open to reading if there's some really strong case studies and things like that. Um, what you said before hmm. about if they've already got those ideas and they hear that that reinforces the hmm. idea. So... It's, it's, it is a, look, it's a complicated one. Mm. Um, I, I totally, uh, wouldn't be against anyone, you know, calling out a comedian that's doing it just a terrible joke, right? Mm. Terrible rape joke. Um, and then if they get cancelled, they get, like, again, that's just kind of free speech. My issue is if there are like laws enacted or if, um, you know, even comedy rooms are like, this you can't say this you can't say this or if yeah. facebook and youtube sort of putting warnings on videos and things is one thing but if they're like not we're taking this video down because it's got a joke we don't like that's where i'm like 
I don't agree with mm. that at all. I, I think they have the right as a private company to do that. But if the government starts doing it, I'm like, no, can't do that. Mm. I would I would vote for whatever party is saying we're getting ready we're getting rid of these laws right, <laughs> and I mean whatever because this is my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, That's true. How about okay? This Jim Jeffries joke, right? So yeah. he makes a joke about Bill Cosby, and mm. it's never the same. Like when as you heard in the last podcast, when you say context is so important in a joke, right? The mood of the audience, yeah. what has been said before. The, the the delivery, the pauses, the way the comedian mm. is presenting the joke. There's so many aspects that come into a joke. And when you just read a joke, yeah, it can sound mm. terrible. But we try to do the Jim Jeffries joke. That is, it is a joke about rape, right? So he basically, um, he goes on, a, he does kind of uh, laugh at the, the act, the you know what Bill Cosby did, and he's saying things like he's saying very provocative statements about, um, oh he sort of does this impersonation of like imagine if you woke up and Bill Cosby was just there and he did like a an impersonation of Bill Cosby right, right? yeah and he then he says he has this line which uh so look I find it funny because it's just such an extreme thing to say and that seems to be. Also, when you've heard so much comedy, it's kind of like a drug, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you need a harder hit, if Mm -hmm. you will. So it's like, well, if you've already raped this X amount of people, you're going to jail anyway, so just keep going, right? Um, Right. And then what I would say redeems the whole joke is he then goes on about saying, he says people hate that joke, people hate that joke. Um, People say you shouldn't say bad things, you shouldn't say bad things. You know who said good things? Bill Cosby, look at the actions he did. I say bad things, that mm. does. that's very different to actually doing them. And to me, I was like, that is a really good point, right? Like all, And now what, it's coming out, Ellen, who has this perfect image. And I don't know how true it is or whatever, but then Ellen behind who? the scenes, Ellen DeGeneres, oh, right? right. So yeah. behind the scenes, it's very different to what Bill Cosby did. But like a lot of these celebrities that have this perfect image and just people in general that are very particular about what they say and like, don't say this, don't say, I'm this... I'm this wholesome, perfect being. There's mm. no imperfections here. They've got a dark side and they're mm. more often than not hiding that. So to me, that joke, again, you'd have to watch the special mm. and see the way it's delivered and things like that. But I didn't think well, there was a lot of criticism for that joke. I thought it was funny and he was making a good point because he he really was just saying, I'm he he per, for that joke to work. See, see, I really like deconstruct the way that it's the, the technicalities of the joke for it to work. He has to say as provocative a statement as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Because the point, really, the point he needs to make, like the argument he really needs to hone in, is that there is a difference between saying really bad things and doing really bad things. But mm-hmm. for that to make sense, he has to say something horrific, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So to me, in deconstructing that and then sort of looking at it from an objective comedian craftsman's point of view, mm. I really like the joke. However, I totally understand that uh, it it was a it's a very sort of aggressive and could be an incredibly offensive joke. Now, again, I'd never say like, oh, you're not allowed to be upset or offended by it. Mm. Like, of course, people if they don't like the joke say it like go and tweet i don't you know tweet Mm. at me if you don't like my comedy or whatever i don't i don't care like um but 
I, I, I just want to um, articulate the argument of the, com- the, you know, the side of the comedian in this situation because that's my yeah. tribe, <laughs> if you will. And uh, mm. I uh, have a lot of, uh, it's my life it's yeah you know it's it's what I, and my jokes have always been pretty uh in some cases i never sort of do shock humor for the sake of being shocking but i'm provocative and yeah. i like that i like that uh about my comedy i think that's a good it's yeah. a sort of extension of me in many ways and i'm just really passionate about getting this sort of argument in the side of the comedian out there yeah i think that it's it's a fair point and that's the kind of the purpose of comedy and and the audience likes to feel like cringed or like uncomfortable sometimes or shocked yeah. and finds it hilarious. And I think that it's it's different in comedy than when it's out on the street and someone will turn to you and makes a sexist joke kind of like randomly. Uh, yeah. It's totally different. Sure. And it's all about the context and it's all about, yeah, like you said, like kind of just that the action behind it and things like that. It is a really tricky one. I actually read um this interesting thing about it was is published in like uh, the the Journal of of Men's Psychology, mm-hmm. and it was a little study about um, comedy uh, sexist jokes done by comedians. And what they did is yep. they had they didn't do the whole joke; they taken punchlines of jokes, and then like, well, all right. if okay. a woman doesn't do this, then this, this, this can't mm-hmm. actually remember any. But then what they had done is taken in statements from um, multiple male sex offenders mm-hmm. about women, like if a woman doesn't cook you breakfast, toss her out. And then they got all these participants to d- differentiate which one was the the, com- the comedian and which one was the the um, sex offenders. No one could tell the difference between the two statements, and that's why this this study was saying that it's um, sexist jokes can be extremely detrimental, and um, it's it's normalizing certain behaviors. But then, like you've said, the punchline is never just is the purpose, or the one st- statement is never the purpose. It's the before, it's the after, it's the message, it's the whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. At the punch, you can't you can't just take the punchline there. But but what mm. I would, you, you know, there's, there's many conclusions you can take from that. Now, mm. for jokes to be funny, you have to say things that if if they had said, if the punchline is something that is a common idea about women that is accepted in society there's nothing there's no edge to that it's just a statement that you're making right so the fact that yeah. these statements these punchlines are 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 similar and in many ways the same as these uh really extreme statements that sex offenders are making is in essence the the comedic factor there right because for something to be funny, it has to either be extreme, absurd, out there, bizarre. Mm. So, mm. again, like I would, I would argue that that is just a symptom of the fact that people understand that those views are so mm. extreme and ridiculous and hateful. That's why they're used as a punchline. Because then, if it wasn't an extreme, hateful, ridiculous view it wouldn't be funny right like if 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 my punchline was um 
you know, and that's why women should be given equal opportunity. Well, that's not funny. Like that's just a that's, that's just a funny statement. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that if I if I am saying something that is uh, at face value, something that would be otherwise deemed really hateful. Mm. I'm I'm using that that the ex, the extremity and the um, intensity and significance of that statement as a tool for for my comedy. Yeah. Uh, so again, I've said this multiple times. Like, obviously, I'm very very biased on this, and like, mm. I don't think I'd ever I'll, I'll ever be convinced. I mean, you know, someone try to convince me, like, try. Um, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like you know send me that study. I'd be interested to yeah. to to read it and yeah. Let's go back because uh, I got it because I mentioned it at the start because of the joke I did. But but just before that, I want to go back to when you put that poll out there and people said seventy uh, percent of people said jokes about women are okay. Thirty percent said no, but then everyone said jokes about men are okay. Now mm. I assume that then those 30 percent right they're coming they're coming with the idea that uh, comedy is this like activist tool and it's like a a way to break down power structures and things like that Mm. um that's not equality isn't it like that i mean it, it if you're taking into account historical injustices that's where that argument of this is not only equality this is actually almost fighting against inequality comes from but do, isn't that kind of don't you as as a woman if if someone said like yeah men are allowed to be joked about oh no but no women no you can't do that like no yeah. no they're delicate like you got isn't that like offensive to you because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's gosh yeah i'm just saying that because yeah. when people say that about like oh like yeah. you know you can joke about white people oh, no, but no white person can't joke about yeah no, don't joke about brown people no they can't handle yeah. that it's like fuck off like I, i'm not like this little flower or something you know mm. i want to equal- equality is regardless of what's happened in history like you i want to be an equal uh subject of humor Mm. so yeah that's a that's a tricky one that kind of that one's throwing me because i didn't want to be like it should be it should be equal and, and things like that and i guess maybe if it's just about women i think it really depends on the context of the joke like if it's things about like a woman should be in the kitchen if you're getting offended at that i think that's a bit drastic like that's just a joke like we always we we can throw that back about men just as equally and just as harsh or whatever Mm. but i i do think that jokes about rape and women um because it's such a a lived experience of women and especially sexual assault is can be a bit intense to make it light-hearted and things like it taking outside of women like I said before like transgender people when like I saw someone mocking a disabled person and I thought like really hurt my heart um Mm. and some people found it funny some people didn't there's actually like these videos going all over TikTok and people are so torn down the middle of whether or not they find it some people find it funny and some people are so offended at it and it's like this um joke and it's like i'm so horny that i told a girl she was actually funny like those kind of sexist jokes but women are doing them too like so horny told a man i was interested in fishing that kind of stuff but people are getting so up in arms about it 
What was your joke? <laughs> okay, I'll get to my joke. But like, uh, then there are also personal preferences with comedy, mm. right? So no one's forcing. Like when com- when often comedians are like, oh, you didn't find it funny, therefore you're a prude or whatever. Mm. No, like it is very subjective, and and people are allowed to not find things funny, right? Yeah. It's not a personal attack on me as a comedian if someone doesn't find my comedy. I find like. Five comedians funny, and I'm a like there's yeah. not many. Um, yeah. So it 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 um I yeah I get the hang on because what I would yeah still though do you think the concept that a certain group is more is is allowed to be joked about more than another group isn't that in itself inherently sexist or racist or in many ways offensive you know if 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 because mm. i come back to that idea of oh if a white comedian does an indian accent mm. it's deemed as racist but if i do an aussie accent or if i do a karen accent it's not no like do the indian accent like, yeah mm. i usually usually the indian accent just makes me cringe when often people don't yeah. do it that well but it's not like a personal at oh no like you have offended my culture like oh you know, like get over mm. yourself. You know, just they just did a bad accent, right? Mm. I, and that's different to a, mm. like a rape joke. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, but of course. but the concept of certain groups are allowed to be made fun of more, whereas certain groups are not. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Or, or I not? I kind of I know you hate this. I kind of do agree that you can joke about certain groups, and and not so much others like if i i take me i take the piss out of me and my friends constantly for being privileged girls that grew up on the north shore yeah like you know that we we are privileged and we we do drink soy lattes and we do have avocado on toast and that you know what we deserve to have the piss taken out of us yeah for that but i wouldn't be like oh and those pobo people from i won't list the suburb but you know like i feel like that wouldn't be that the kind of people hearing that come from me would think that's not funny and she's kind of a bitch if I was like oh those they can't even like do this kind of thing it's not so funny well that's not if you're just actually mocking them then that you know there's a way to do jokes that are inclusive right so yeah if it's coming from a place of elitism then then it probably won't be funny right but I've I've heard you know like I'll, I'll hear some white comedians do Indian jokes and it's you classic uh you know 7-eleven or dot on the head type mm. ones and it's like oh you know all right fine like it's not that funny to me obviously because i've just heard them all before mm. maybe in your observations it's funny so i'm never going to say oh you're not allowed to say that but what's really interesting is um i'll make jokes about different groups so you know i'll use bogans all the time or mm. whatever and uh white white girls ethnic girls yeah uh lebanese community um you know every group in australia i've made fun because i even like i've made indigenous jokes right so because well because that's the one that's really tricky but the way i thought about it was like well if i've made jokes about every group but then i don't make indigenous well then that's almost being racist that's excluding Mm. them from Mm. the the humor Mm. um so that's the way I I thought about it, um, and the huge irony is like I make these jokes, say Lebanese jokes or Muslim jokes or Indian jokes, and the biggest audience is that group. That's true. And it's yeah. like 
often like privileged and often white people who are like, mm, you can't, you can't make a joke about that group. Yeah. So why, who are you, like, who is that person to say, to, to, to speak on behalf of, you know, mm. these other, these other people, right? I, I understand it comes from a place mm. of empathy and it comes from a place of, you know, mm. historically we understand that there were uh, economic power imbalances and uh, it seems mean to just make a, to, to, to attack a group that has been marginalised. But at the same time, it's a good joke. And if you've really observed the culture well, no one, they, those subcultures probably, no, they will appreciate that more because it shows that mm. you sort of have some knowledge and you understand the, the culture and you're, open to being around them and, 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 and being there. So, uh, you know, in my experience, uh, it's often the, um, the people sort of telling me you can't say this, you can't do that. Aren't actually part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And then within the, and, and they can still say that, but mm. it just, uh, it comes across, you know, there's that like white savior thing. Yeah, that we talk about it. Kind of sometimes comes mm. across white knight. Well, white knight yeah. is the boy, is the like man who wants to yeah. save the woman, you know. Yeah. Uh, but all right, let me get to my joke. So we're already forty-five minutes in, and I haven't even said it. <laughs> Good, I kept them waiting. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, often with a lot of jokes, right? You kind of, you, you might, you might come from a place of confusion or frustration, right? Mm-hmm. Like if a girlfriend is being annoying or whatever then you might make a like a oh, she's so you know she's so annoying yeah that kind of thing yeah. right like they're not and then some people perceive them as hateful and it's like oh come on like we all do that we all rant exactly about we need a place mothers, so yeah. in the same way the the men who get upset when women talk about guys who are bad at sex or whatever and like if if they're just articulating what would otherwise be a very shallow idea like you know then i dumped him because he didn't have any money or whatever and then the guy's like oh, that's so you know men are not just uh atm machines it's mm-hmm. like oh, fuck off like they're just clearly venting mm-hmm. right they're just making a yeah. joke about it so i was trying to make this joke about uh so i see these like instagram models right and their whole profile is just very it's just sexualized photos right yeah it's the whole profile and then i saw one that then had this story or something being like you know, men sexualize everything or whatever, and I was just like, man, like uh, I, I was like, shut up! Like, I, I, my joke was, um, what am I supposed when all your photos are just sexual photos? Like, how am I even supposed to react then? Like, what do you expect me to react? And then my the joke was, um, that's like me posting only comedy on my Instagram and then being like, oh, women always laugh at me. <laughs> so that was the joke. And then I also, there was one other punchline. This was like a new joke, right? So you're trying it out and see how it goes. And there was one punchline, which was a weaker punchline, even I'll admit, which was like, I, I'm sick of feeling bad for being sexually attracted to sexually attracted, attractive women, uh, right? Yeah. Um, but then I was trying to make like a broader point there, which was, you know, I see some things like that and I just think like, what, do you, what does that mean, men sexualize everything? Like you're sexualizing yourself there, right? Now mm. I know this is a nuanced and and a and a and a delicate topic to touch mm. on because there are men who would um, 
use that sexualization, weaponize that sexualization as a way to put w- women down mm. and as a way to degrade them and to say they are inferior. But at the end of the day, like we are still human, right? If I see a like an attractive girl dancing on TikTok or whatever, I'm going to be like, well, she's hot. Mm. Does that mean I'm like sexualizing her? A because... predator? No. No, yeah. like like mm. what am I? Yeah. You're then denying, if you're saying you're not allowed to have that reaction, right, it's it's almost like you're denying my, like me being myself, right? Like the, the, there's, an, there's often I, I hear an argument, which I in many ways agree with, which is that for so long men have told women, uh, how to express their sexuality and control their sexuality. Mm. They're not allowed to express themselves sexually. And now it's all, I, sometimes I hear stuff like that and I'm like, I, I feel, I feel that way. Like, I'm like, mm. I can't look at a, a, like a clearly hot girl on Instagram and be like, she's fucking hot, mm. you know? That's true. So, and now yeah. I would never sort of say that's her, you know, she, that's, that's all she's good for. She, that's all she's, she's got, you know, it, she's yeah. like, no, like yeah. never, 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 um, but if you're presenting a, a profile, right, that is all just photos in a, in a bikini, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad, like, I, you know, I love it, keep doing it. But, like, <laughs> what do you, like, I want to ask yeah. those girls who say things like that, like, what do you expect? Like, what, how do you want men to react? Because do you, because the captions are like, I don't know, treat people well. It's like, yeah, all right, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, but I just, um, I'd like to get your uh, – because there were – it didn't go down that well, that joke. Um, so I'd like to get your uh, opinion on just – not just the joke because regardless of whether it was a funny joke or not, I don't, I don't care too much. But yeah. it was actually that – like that point I'm, I'm trying to make of how much is it – I almost feel sometimes like – Again, there is a huge conversation to be had about, you know, the way men look at women, treat women, things like yeah. that. And we can definitely, it's probably things we can all work on, right? But but to absolve yourself of all responsibility, you know, no one was forcing her at gunpoint to like post all those sexual images, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so there is this almost this like conflict between like empowerment and freedom versus um object objectification yes, right because yeah. that there was a girl in the audience i actually asked like what do you think of insta girls and she was like well i you know i'm all for women's empowerment but then i also don't like the message it sends to young girls mm-hmm. so there does seem to be a mm-hmm. bit of a conflict there mm-hmm. but anyway i've talked uh, i've 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 gone on a lot so um tell me what what you think about all that oh like i almost just don't want to comment on it so i'm so in the middle yeah. between it because I so get your perspective and mm. I I get both perspectives pretty smack bang down the middle and it is hard because it's like you know what Instagram especially and and influences sex sells and yeah. that's that's going to be we talked about this a million times in our old podcast of, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the way, you know, we, we amass a following and people idolize us and romanticize us and fantasize about us when we're putting these like photos up that are super sexy and things like that. And then to complain being like, don't sexualize me is kind of, it does feel conflicting, but at the same point, I can I can get that from my own personal experience of I've definitely been that girl that has complained being like, oh my God, can I just speak to a man one time without being sexualized or or something like that? Um, 
when and then it will be like but look look at what you're wearing Eliza it's a skirt and I'm like well I'm wearing this for me um so it's kind of like a I get both I get both sides um and oh I don't know it's just so that's a common thing I'd hear as well like I'm doing this for me I'm doing this for me to feel sexy yeah I mean what are you meant to do as a as a man that if you see a really uh, attractive yeah. girl, right? And I'm not saying mm. that's an invitation for you to hit on of her or course. anything like that, but I'm going to have, if she's hot, like I'm going to have the reaction she's hot, yeah. like, which in many ways is sexualizing her, right? Yeah. So it's just really confusing to me. I don't understand what what would be the ideal way for if, if a girl mm. is posting a lot of... Um, you know, cute photos in, in bikinis and, and uh, oh, I'm a big, you know, if you've, mm. if you've got it, flaunt it. Like, yeah. I guys really should do yeah. that too. Like, go for it, right? Uh, and I do understand that then that contributes to the image issues of yeah. young people, but you can't have a, but look, look, there's there's a to and fro there. Like, mm. something's got to give there. Mm. Um, what is the reaction? It's almost like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> how do you want us to react? And what's interesting is sometimes the way that women can be to men on their profiles can be worse, like especially on TikTok and it'll be like, sparkles, rail me, sparkles. But men don't post that onto the right. onto the girls' comments. But I did see this one. There's this guy who's, I don't know what his name is, his username is, he's pretty famous. He's straight, but he mm-hmm. wears um, like makeup yeah. Um, and he's very attractive and, uh, and, and masculine, but I think it, because uh, gay men are confusing him for being gay because he does like full eyeshadow and things like that. And yeah. he's like, holy shit, the amount of disgusting messages I get in my profile. Like, yeah, I'm dancing on my TikTok and yeah, I'm looking hot, but this is not an invitation for you to intrude on me and send me hundreds of messages a day saying disgusting, filthy things. I think it's that. It's not the admiration saying, oh, you're beautiful, you're hot. It's the whole like, let me do something really nasty to you and directly message you telling you that. Okay, so you're hot. I want to fuck you. What about that? I mean, I would just eye roll. I wouldn't have like a whole like... But I mean, in, in bed, when someone yeah. says like you're hot, I mean, that's basically implied anyway. <laughs> um, but then I understand that it is a bit of a tough one because there's a level of uh, politeness and decorum that you would expect from an adult. But at the same time, we are humans and if we see things that are attractive to us, we're going to get sexual feelings for that. Yeah. So I think it's just that it's more so about it comes down to almost like the majority of interactions, like people can get jaded or or fed up, like women in particular. And I've totally experienced this myself with just being like, um, you know, I've just received 70 messages this week about men telling me gross things they want to do to me. But like, and it's just, that's kind of, it makes you, it does make you feel like an object. And you've seen my Instagram. I'm not posting like sexy pics everywhere. It's like my dog and like me, my friends and nature. Like, sure. Like, no, and then I yeah. agree there because it's yeah. like, you're not actually, but I'm talking about the, yeah. the, those girls on Instagram that are only yeah. posting 
really sexy photos, right? Mm. So I just don't really understand but- what they expect, what sort of a reaction mm. they expect. Like, I think when people hear the word sexualize, they, they also connect that with dehumanize yeah and that's not the case like you can think someone's sexy and and hot mm-hmm. and want to fuck them without without f- perceiving them as less of a human yeah i yeah there's there's kind of i feel like maybe not so much dehumanized but like objectified can be a thing and and it's such an everyday lived experience of women like an example would be in one of my old jobs yep. um where i worked with teenage boys mm-hmm. and um that were like high risk and vulnerable and i got asked by my bosses can you we want to interview these boys on camera and we want to get their story and hear about it and we'd love for you to interview them because you've mm-hmm. got rapport with them you're, you're more confident talking than anyway i was just asked that and so then they were like we just need to run it by the board um and i haven't really experienced much or met people from the board but it was all men as typical um all the board members so i sit down and I, this is i work with children so i wasn't dressed sexy i would be i was wearing like pretty much jeans a high neck top and a black leather jacket i wear my makeup like i do every single day like this yep. and then the men were all looking at me being like um we have an issue with her interviewing we have an issue with you interviewing the 17-year-old and 16-year-old boys because we think you're going to distract them and they're not going to be able to answer the questions properly because they'll be attracted to you. And that is when sexualization feels so frustrating because I'm like, this is my career, this is my job. I've already worked with these kids for a year. Yeah, They're not going to want to fuck me because I'm sitting next to them talking to them. Mm. And it's that kind of sexualization that's really frustrating. But then I understand that you're making like the point of when you're putting, you know, bikini pics or sexy pics or ass pics and lingerie pics and then complaining about it, it's a natural response. And when I see like my girlfriends posting photos like that, I'm I'm commenting sleazy things. I'm like, nice well, ass a, girl. Yeah, yeah. Like the girls will comment all the yeah. um you Goals, know. that's fucking hard. Yeah, like I'll peach, say those things. The peach emoji. Yeah, yeah. But then the guy does it. It's like, <laughs> what a creep, right? Yeah. Mm. That's really um, yeah. So I'd really strongly differentiate a professional environment to what I've mm. been talking about, which is the models on Instagram and mm. and clearly things where it's it's really clear that the intention is to be sexual. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. In a situation like that, I mean that that would be I can only imagine that would be frustrating because you're being disadvantaged because uh of because of the way that the boys are gonna perceive you, right? And that would suck, right? Because that's actually hindering your capacity as a professional person mm. and not as a not in that in that instance as a sexual being. Mm. So that that I mean, I think it's just that. Well, because if it's then at the end of the day, though, like teenage boys, um, you gotta you gotta teach them to be able to. Oh, I don't know because if they are gonna be 
distracted and things. Well, the thing is, is that what? it was never the issue was never the teenage boys. The the boys that I work with, they go through phases of having crushes okay, so or whatever, the, and that's that's fine. It's yeah. the men. It's these they fifty the year old saying men yeah, saying yeah, yeah. this is not okay. You're too you're attractive gonna... to do this. Like, um, but I think my point in that is that even the girls that are posting these bikini photos, sometimes it's just you can get really burned out from the just the influx of it and sometimes regardless of whether or not it's a bikini photo or just a photo of you wearing normal clothes yeah um like for example you know how you you'll say like women with larger chests um compared to a flat chest you'll wear one wear the same top girl with a flat chest will look classy and nice a girl with big tits and she's wearing a low cut top she looks like she's you know, out there presenting, sure. it's completely different. And so sometimes when they post bikini photos or they'll post photos, even just of their face, they're still getting sexualized just from this is my face. You know, I'm married with two kids. Here's my, here's me smiling. And it's still like that. It can be, I don't know, just, it can be jaded. And maybe they've just got so many messages. They're like so fed up, but I doubt that if they just started sure. uploading photos in just normal clothes, they're probably still going to be getting those messages if they're very attractive girls. Sending yeah. and and sending a message like that, it just shows. Yeah. It's like wolf whistling, right? It's like, you're an idiot. You yeah, know, you're exactly. You, you, you show a lot of lack of self-worth there. Yeah. And, and just stupidity yeah. doing that. It's never going to work. I think it's um, just the, but, the context of what is actually being said in the message. Like wolf whistling, right. I'll have a giggle out and I'll roll my eyes out. But sometimes I'll get a message and it's so filthy and I'm just like, who raised you? Yeah. <laughs> um. So then though, okay, well then is the sexualization the message or the response that a man will feel when he looks at I, it? I think it's... Uh, yeah, because that's a good that, point. That, I think they're complaining about both. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. okay. But then I'd still have, because if it's the message, I'm like, all right, yeah, we'll find fair. it. Like I, I, I don't do that. You yeah. know, and I don't think you should do that. That's weird. But the response is so, it's like natural, it's visceral, right? Like yeah. I don't think that's not society that is, yeah. you go to any society throughout the world, throughout history, show them a like beautiful yeah. woman, the men are going to be like, well, hello, yeah. you know, so it, it, it's how much is is it sort of shaming men for their sexuality even? I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's almost a pretty mm-hmm. audacious thing to say because it's it's what um, has been so we, we talk about how women are always shamed for their mm-hmm. sexuality and the LGBT community and, and all these marginalized groups are shamed for expressing their sexuality. But it's like in this situation, it's almost – as though straight men are being shamed for what is a very natural response. Now I'm talking about the response. What mm. you do with that response is very different. So if you send that gross message, I think that's yeah. fair to shame something like yeah. that. But it's crazy to think I can look at a girl that is attractive and not be attracted to it. Like yeah. I, it's just con- it's confusing. It's yeah. honestly like, what do you want? Yeah. You know? I think what they want is sometimes pretty girls want to have platonic male interactions. And that sometimes is, it sounds so simple, but it can be really rare. Um, But I totally, I'm really interested to see, like, because I am, I'm really stuck down the middle on this one. Yeah. I feel torn on both sides. I'm conflicted. I'm just neutral. I'm really interested to read the comments on this when it comes out because I'm sure we'll have some strong opinions about it. Definitely, yeah. we can highlight. Well, this everything can be highlighted in this, right? <laughs> it's 
gonna it's still, gonna be juicy. We we there's still we could still uh yeah look it's I I do also I get like yeah. I can understand if you were just getting really aggressive sexual and sometimes even like sexually violent messages mm. like of course that mm-hmm. would just make you so jaded yeah get so fed up um but if like well, I think w- the d- disagreement comes from the where where what is the sexualization right so mm-hmm. if if the sexualization is the message totally like i agree mm-hmm. with you i'd agree with the women there right mm-hmm. if the sexualization is just the response yeah. and the feeling that you get when seeing something then i'd no because yeah. it's just like what do you i <laughs> it's you're then just denying now what you do with that response is is very important right it's the difference between being a civilized human being versus an animal, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just because you have that response, you know, it's crazy to think like that's some sort of invitation. And and so much of the historically I- ideas about women are based on the, the premise that men mm-hmm. basically can't control themselves, right? But the idea that, no, you you're not even allowed to have that response. Mm. You're not even allowed to feel those sexual feelings mm-hmm. that to me is well it's like it's idealistic and just it's it's a fairy tale yeah we can't like it's, you can't help it you're gonna when you see beauty we admire beauty and that's the nature of life in any in any form i think it's just it's it, the it's a fine line of you know admiring and appreciating and, and feeling attraction is fine it's the it's the comments or it's the feeling like a you dress like this you ask for it like a, a girl oh, can say, I walk totally, down totally. The, the street naked and I'm not doing that for you and it does not mean that I asked for it or anything like that, but not that your argument is at all saying no, that. and I agree yeah. with you there. And, yeah. I, and I understand the, the the defense that that kicks in because so so for so long that those two ideas have been tied in together, yeah. right? It's been used as an excuse for yes. things like you yeah. were asking for it whatsoever. Mm. So I, I totally understand where uh, people get on the defensive, right? Mm. Um, but I, I still, uh, yeah, of course, if a woman's walking down the street naked, she's not asking for it at all. She's not, mm. there's, there's not a right for you to go and do anything to mm. her, but to, to suggest if she's an attractive woman to suggest that, like, you shouldn't if be you attractive. are a man and you don't, yeah. and, and, and you're like, oh, she's hot. Like that's somehow you're a bad person is, yeah. I would just, I would yeah. I just think that's a fairy tale, right? Like Same. it's just not going to yeah. happen. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited to read the comments. I feel like people are going to get real heated. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Well, yeah, I think I, do, I got my point across. Uh... <laughs> Let the comedians do their job. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like it. Oh, that. Yeah. That was like oh my, Tweet that him. Was an intense. That was a really. I was, that was the most passionate I've been on, on this podcast, I think. Yeah. For sure. It's good. Um, <laughs> you let it out. You had your vent. It's we know now. He said if you don't, if you have an issue with it, tweet him. He said it directly. Totally. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I welcome being care- like I. It's like it's getting the the bar of what is you know uh, the standard of what a celebrity or any sort of public figure needs to say in order to face public social media shaming is just constantly lowering to the it point is. where it's like i oh, just just let it happen to me already so that i get it over and done yeah with. like i almost want that yeah. so then i'm like cool 
Okay, it is crazy. Happened. I watched some like a uh, video of of the words that that where you what's it called on YouTube when you, like mon- when you make money from it and monetization. Yeah, and yeah. then the words that you can't say in your videos or you lose it, and I was shocked. Don't I couldn't get, believe tell, it. No, don't even like, get how does anyone started. make any videos? Don't even get me started <laughs> on that. I was. Shocked. Oh, I could go another three hours ranting about that <laughs> nonsense. Luckily, Facebook is a lot more lenient with their uh, monetization policies right now. So, you know, we might start uploading the full podcast to Facebook. We're not sure. Um, Fair enough. Maybe this will be a good one to – or that, like, last half hour was – Yeah. That would be a good one to just upload to Facebook. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, If you've listened to every – all 10 episodes, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, we we see little comments from the loyal listeners – Absolutely. Which is nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've talked a lot on this one, so any any final words from you? No, I'm, I'm – no more words. Okay. <laughs> but I liked it. Um, I like – this one was one I wasn't super, like, confident and knew a lot about, so it was good. It was – it's got me thinking a lot, which is good. Good. And, you know, I, I'd be open to uh, – here uh especially if it is a comedian who has conflicting views about mm. comedy that i do um yeah i struggle to wonder if they because if they're comedians they're sort of actively degrading the freedoms of comedians so i'm like mm, yeah that's a, a good point that's a good um, point but no i'd be happy to i'd almost be happy to debate someone on that sort of stuff um i did a cool series called crossing the line where we purposefully wrote really offensive jokes and delivered it to to different people and 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 gauge their reaction. So <laughs> I want to find those. And they're real, like they we wrote them specifically to be like the sort of jokes you'd you'd hear at like two a.m. at a like dingy pub. <laughs> like that, we really it was almost fun writing them. Right, it was. Um, well, it, it led up to that, right? So it started off really tame sort of dad jokes. Yeah. And then there was about eight. And then by the end of it, it was like, we wanted people to be like, no. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and what was really interesting about that show, right, was one, what I learned from that is like, when it's your own group being attacked, everyone, everyone, and, and you're kidding yourself if you don't uh, agree to this, right? Everyone is a lot more sensitive when it's their own group. And it makes sense, yeah. right? And you also know a lot more about your own group. So when someone has an uninformed or simple joke about it, you're going to be like, oh, shut up, right? Yeah. It was really interesting. I was writing a, like a monologue for an introduction to each episode and each episode had a theme. So women jokes, men jokes. Yeah. Um, what, what else was there? LGBT jokes. Yeah. Then we did all the religions. Um, so when I did the monologue for like jokes about women, there was the three, there were like three women um, in the, who were the, media personnel i don't know like there's all these when it comes to like funded projects there's all these like producers i don't even right. know what they do oh, <laughs> they just like, hang around yeah. and then i'm sure they do no like i'm sure they do a lot of like <laughs> yeah work um and they were really particular about like i was saying uh, like I, I i posed the question right it's like is our uh greater awareness about um inappropriate jokes towards women a symptom of us being progressive or is it us infantilizing women, right? Which is mm. kind of similar to what mm. I said before, which is like if you're saying, oh, no, you can't joke about mm. women, it's almost 
it's almost going back to like the old idea of like, oh, women are gentle and like mm-hmm. these precious creatures yeah. and they can't handle it. Like that's how I f- perceive it anyway, but I'm not a woman. Um, and they were like, no, no, oh, infantilizing. No, we don't like that. Then they were really particular about what I said. Right. And then I did the LGBT introduction and um, one of the uh, women there was a lesbian and she was a bit like that. And then the other woman who was straight was like, oh, sh- like, it's fine. Shut uh, up. And I'm like, didn't you not? Did you not just? Did like, you see that? You and the last one were like so particular about everything. But then that one, you're like, oh, it's fine. Get over it. That's so, so interesting. whenever it's yeah. your group, right? And yeah. I don't think my group is brown people. I think my group is comedians, right? So yeah. Clearly, like, I'm so passionate about that. Um, so as soon as it's your group, you're going to be, it just makes sense that you're going to be, have a much stronger emotional yeah. reaction to yeah. it. And and those people, there was like a core group of eight that they came in diametrically opposed, ideologically, politically, very different walks mm-hmm. of life. And then they really like actually almost bonded at the end. It was really oh, interesting. That first wow. discussion at the start, they were, we didn't order the episodes based on when we filmed them, but the first one we filmed, the, the, the oh, they butted heads. Like wow. They really came in with their ideas about no, this is funny, this should be allowed. That's interesting. Um, and then by the end, everyone kind of mellowed out, right? Wow. Which is what, when you actually talk to people, that's what happens. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I just said, hey, you have final words, and then I just went on. So, all right, number 10, we did it. We've done it. We did it. 10 down, uh, 1,490 to go. See you in... 30 years yeah yeah <laughs> keep following keep subscribing keep sharing share that was a good one so share that one for sure um sh- always share your favorites if you can post a, you know just a story on instagram it really does uh we, we, you know it's all about growth when it's a new podcast so share if you can really helps us out um thanks again for listening and we will talk to you next time talk to you soon <laughs>